Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. On this episode of Crown Jewels, will Kim Kardashian cross paths with royalty now that she's purchased Princess Diana's cross? We look across the pond to see what the crop top king of Thailand is up to. And we untangle the web that is the Spanish monarchy family tree. We are back with another episode of Crown Jewels, the elite podcast for the royally obsessed, presented by Betches Media. I'm Lex Nico. And I'm Samantha Bush. And today, I feel like we're taking a much-needed break from Harry and Meghan. Please. I... We needed it. I think as, you know, just us, the nation, the world, we needed a little bit of a break from them. Um, Burning my brain. Doesn't yeah. leave my side. I'm holding the book right now. I know we don't have video, but I'm You're like, clutching it I can't in your get away from this book. <laughs> I know. And like, I still have been seeing some discourse online about the book, but I feel like it's really died down a lot. It's really died down. And like I told you, um, I went on Ryan Seacrest, the radio show this morning to a talk flex. about like a flex, a flex, just, you know, chat with Ryan. Just casually. Um, but honestly, I was like, I think this is the last time I'm prepared to talk about this book at length. And by at length, it was literally seven minutes. <laughs> I know, but that's enough because we talked about it's it enough. for about an hour last yeah, week. So we're good. Yeah, I also just want to say a quick congratulations to Princess Eugenie, who just announced that she's pregnant with her second child. Yes. So just like a quick, I didn't want to do like a whole tea and crumpets on it because like there's really not much to, to no, say. No, that's it. That's it. But um, yeah, just congrats to her. She's, you know, she's one of the faves. We're Jeannie's queenies, Eugenie. And now I know. We are so I saw in some of our uh, comments oh, on the yes. podcast, they're like, learn this. how to pronounce her name. And I get it. Listen, I need to also be clear here because like I do the little thing on YouTube where you look up somebody's name and it tells you how to pronounce it. But I have oh. an insecurity that it's like, I'm scared to say it correctly to offend people. So then I say it incorrectly, which also offends people. But after listening to Audible and hearing Harold say it about 8,000 times, it's Eugenie. Eugenie. Okay? Yes. So now we, saying, we go for it. I mean, I'm just going to say Jeannie's Queenies. Jeannie's Queenies. Jeannie's I Queenies. Love I love it That's so what much. We need. <laughs> so, no, I know. I saw that too. I was like, oh shit, how did we say your name? I know. I like, like, how did I say Apologies. It? Apologies, yeah, everybody. Not for someone to like. We will get it back on track. And we did. Yes. <laughs> Sam, do you want to start us off with some royal subjects for our royal subjects? I certainly do. So for the first tea and crumpet this week, this this woman oh, no. keeps her hands on <laughs> dead women's belongings. And like she just can't seem to stop. And I'm talking about Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian has bought, quote unquote, Diana's cross for a I don't think it was record breaking, but she bought it for a hundred and ninety seven thousand four hundred and fifty three dollars at auction. That is what Vogue reports. The final sale price from Kardashian is more than double its pre-auction value. Um, I also just want to make it clear that this wasn't a piece of Diana's. This was a piece Diana wore. There was a lot of misleading headlines like like Kim walked into, you know, her closet and like poached this from, you know, her drawer. Like that's not Come what on. happened. So the Atala cross is the necklace um, that is now in the tiny spray tan hands of Kimmy K. <laughs> and it was designed by um, Gerard. I mean, please don't comfort me. Who, you know what? I mispronounced that. We we are a work in progress, all right? It's 2023. Like I we're said last evolving. week, we're not the BBC, okay? Yes. We're going to we fuck up. We are not the BBC. And I think the BBC is fucked up. I just want to make that clear. Every, but, every media outlet is fucked up. So Harry just wrote this, a whole book about it. it that's so true. <laughs> um, so the original designer of the piece is Gerard, who also designed uh, Princess Diana's sapphire engagement ring. So this oh. was just a very famous designer. Um 
and you know Diana wore the necklace. Diana, but to yeah. your point, all of the headlines like TMZ, Daily Mail, everybody is like Kim K bought Diana's cross. I but know Diana wore the cross. That is how it's famous. That's what mm-hmm. it's known for. But it's not actually and never was Princess Diana's. No, I mean and. I mean, not to go completely off topic here, but like when everyone was mad that she wore Marilyn Monroe's dress, mm-hmm. I had to remind everybody, I go, this wasn't in the Smithsonian. This was in a Ripley's, <laughs> Ripley's. in Florida. Like, exactly. relax. Like, this is not national treasure. Were she you simply all running to out Ripley's. to Tampa or Orlando like, or wherever never. it was? <laughs> no shade to the, to the tampons, but it's No. So I, I just found that I interesting. Know. It's a beautiful cross. I mean, it's a real it's gorgeous jewelry. <laughs> and I mean, it's so up Kim K's alley. Don't get me wrong. Do Kimberly will rock this item for sure. Oh, she that would be a great place to wear it too. I feel like because the Met Gala, everything was announced last week. Then like a day or two later, she like brought this cross. Oh, but okay. So I have thoughts on the timing of this. And the Met Gala theme is Karl Lagerfeld. So I don't necessarily know if she'd wear this or if she'd go classic vintage Chanel or something like that. We're going to get some interesting looks at the Met Gala. We certainly are. I'm excited. That's a a different subject for a different podcast. (laughs) Do you think Harry and Meghan are going to go? If they are? Like, I mean, they're absolutely going to be invited. I'll fucking scream. I hope they go. No, just for the spectacle. Hold on. It's the first Monday of May, and that's the coronation weekend and Archie's birthday, no? So Yeah, it's May 6th. Wow. I mean, if they don't go to London, stay in America for Archie's birthday, they could absolutely go to the Met. Or Harry could just go to the coronation and Meghan could just go solo. Very true. To, and, like, bring Serena Williams. Yeah. I mean, or wow, Tyler Wow, I think Perry. we just... I hope that they do that. I would love to see them show up on that carpet. People will hate it. I will love it. I will feel great about it because then we can talk about it on this podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Okay, but back to Kim Kardashian and this cross. Here is my thing with the Kardashian where Kardashians where it's like never can never be a dull moment. Like obviously we were all talking about Spare. We were talking about the docuseries prior to that. Like – Harry and Meghan were captivating headlines. Mm-hmm. And Kim K was like, I got to somehow ride this wave. Like, mm-hmm. you know, let me sit in Harry's wake and get some news. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think, because I understand that the auction, like she can't control the timing of the auction, but she bought the necklace and it was the same day that it was in right. TMZ. There was yeah. no holding off on this no. piece of news. Chris Jenner was like, we have to alert the media. Exactly. And yeah. the fact that all the headlines were like, Diana's cross, Diana's cross, Diana's cross. Like so much of Harry's book is about his mom. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it wasn't actually Diana's cross at all. But now you're making it about Diana because mm-hmm. everybody's talking about the royal family. And I will say it was only ever worn by her and has not been worn since. Mm-hmm. So, like, I understand why people would, like, associate it with her, obviously. But, like, it wasn't, like, hers. Like, it wasn't a a – it's not like Kim bought the sapphire ring, you know? Exactly. That would be insane. So, wait. The sapphire ring is what Kate got engaged in, right? Mm -hmm. That's the ring we're talking about. Oh, my goodness. Like, what if Kim was just, like, offered them a bunch of money and was like, (laughs) I want it? (laughs) Well, I don't know. They were fans of Suits. I don't know if they're fans of the Kardashians. That's true. (laughs) Um, Also, breaking news, we are having a three-day coronation. King Charles said, I'm going from being a budget boo to doing a full-on blowout here, people. So, you know, we we, zero to 100. He's going big. He's He's going going big. big. We ain't going home. I can't wait to see what celebrities come. I know. I know. I mean, let's let's break it down. So there's going to be... The coronation will take place on May 6th, and then it will go over the course of three days. There's going to be a coronation lunch. The next day, there will be a coronation concert. You know, they always, the royal family always draws big names with their concerts. Yes. Mm -hmm. Followed by a bank holiday. And the public will be invited on the last day to join the big help out by volunteering in their communities. So this is really interesting. And then the actual, I know, like it's, it's. The actual coronation, I love this quote. 
The coronation itself will be a solemn religious service as well as an occasion for celebration and pageantry conducted by the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, said the palace. Of course, the the pageantry, the pomp and circumstance. I I can't. I mean, I can, but I just, I'm I'm laughing. Like I was lolling at your notes because I was like... Remember when they were doing this like very conservative because of mm-hmm. the, you know, macroeconomic status of the entire world and now the they're recession? like No. No. Yeah, they're like I actually think we're fine. Like let's just <laughs> let's just go for it. I can't wait to see that big ass crown on that little man's head. Like I cannot wait. And I also am curious because remember a few episodes back where we learned that Camilla's a real big fan of ABBA? Mm-hmm. I'm curious if they'll perform at the concert. Oh my gosh, they could. I also read that she will be crowned alongside King Charles at the coronation. I read that yesterday when I was oh, researching. Wow. Yeah, people are gonna lose their yep. fucking minds. I know it's wild, and I'm oh, scared boy. now. So I, uh, Ryan Bailey, told me he brought to my attention King Charles has very chubby bunny little hot dog fingers. Yeah. So now I'm scared to like see them put the crown on his head and then like I'm just yeah I can't wait to see like what everyone's gonna wear I can't wait to see what celebrities come if celebrities will come because I mean like people don't really love them Um, I mean David Beckham and Victoria will be their faux show don't you think sure they always arrive and like Dame Judi Dench Dame Judi Dench who got mad about she's a royal apologist (laughs) um yeah wow absolutely amazing And I mean, here, the palace is just really serving us with trying to make this okay. They reiterated, the goal of this will be to reflect the monarch's role today and look toward the future while being rooted in longstanding traditions. And again, pageantry. They're really drilling the pageantry home. What do you think about this? They want us to know. Yeah. I want to know what that actually means. Like the pageantry does, part of it or what the goal like the, is? All of like the goal. I guess I don't really get it. It's saying we wanted to show a more modern take, but also have long-standing tradition and pageantry. So it's like, how do those two really intersect? I, I mean, after listening to the Will book, they be doing a TikTok dance? If the like, royals as, get on TikTok, I like, swear you know what I mean? To God. Like, I don't get it. Like, how are they going to intersect like the modern world and pageantry? I mean, the one thing I think that they will, or I hope they do as a quote unquote prediction, and I don't know how Mm -hmm. they do this, but we've heard so much, and Harry talked about it in the book, about King Charles's commitment to the environment and climate change Mm -hmm. and sustainability. So I hope there is some sort of theme of sustainability throughout this, Mm -hmm. you know, entire coronation. Yeah, and I also find it interesting that they're kind of taking a page out of Harry and Meghan's book, I feel, with the big help out day. Like, mm-hmm. they really are driving the point home, like, we want you to volunteer in your communities. We want you to be an active participant in your community. And be that is how you can pay. Exactly. And that's how you can pay homage to the crown. Um, I just find that interesting. I find it It is fun. interesting. But again, they... I. Look, this is the thing. From the factual docu-series The Crown, season five, mm-hmm. like it is very interesting, or it was very interesting to see how Prince Charles at the time and now King Charles, like he views himself as a modern monarch. Mm-hmm. And he's not, you know, probably as modern as we viewed Harry and Meghan, but like I think that he will try to make strides, strides to make this more modern. That being said, He's an OG and he waited a long time to be the king. So like, oh yeah. I think we're going to get a lot of those traditions. I also think this is going to be a really good way for him to showcase like who he is cuz I feel mm-hmm. like people might have a misconception. You know, I mean with the way <laughs> with the way the crown pers- like shows him to be sometimes like kind of dorky, kind of a dweeb, like yes. Just kind of just not king material. I'm excited to see him really show us like a different side of his personality and get to know him better because I really feel like we don't have a real clue of like who he is Samantha not me being a Charles apologist if he dances I I will lose my mind and if the kingdom choir is there I will will be so happy 
you will hear us screaming from wherever you are. Like, just know that when you watch a video of King Charles dancing, like, we're screaming. We're dancing with him. We're dancing with him. It's exactly. better than a Beyonce concert. Exactly. Um, are you ready to move on to the third tea and crumpet? I am. Let's do it. So King Constantine of Greece has died. Rest in peace. Don't May know much rest. about him. But he was buried as a commoner. Yeah. So Constantine. Very controversial. Yeah, this is like a really big deal. So and I wanted to talk about this. So yeah, thank you so much. Do you want to talk it. about it? No, no, no. You go. You go. I, I want to like sure? talk about it with you. Yeah. I okay. Just, I found it interesting. So Constantine, the former and last king of Greece, will be buried as a private citizen in Tatoi, the former summer residence of Greece's royals and the place where his parents and ancestors are buried. He is a control figure in Greek history. So the former King Constantine died in the hospital late Tuesday at the age of 82. The Gre- Greece's monarchy was definitively abolished in referendum in 1974. It's not funny. I just had to laugh because it's just a tongue twister for me. <laughs> and Constantine spent decades in exile before settling in his home country once more in his waning years. Yeah. So... I found this really interesting because I was like, first of all, he was exiled. Mm -hmm. He abolished, like he was definitively abolished for, um, I think when I was reading it was like tax fraud, which was confusing to me because I was like, you're royal. royal. Like, what were you tax frauding? So I need to look into that more. Um, And he was living... Oh my gosh, we'll get into actually Make It Rain where he was living and stuff like that. It kind of goes into it. But um, I just found like he was so controversial and like the, you know, country of Greece has no desire or intention to celebrate the monarchy at all. And they're kind of like, whatever. Um, But he has so many ties to other royal families. Mm -hmm. So I mean, they showed out for his funeral. Mm hmm. Yeah, like here are the fun facts. So his older sister, Sophia, is the wife of former King Juan Carlos I of Spain um, and Prince Philip, Greece born. He's a Greek born prince. The late husband of, of course, Queen Elizabeth was an uncle of Constantine. Like they're all intertwined. And Constantine was Prince William, one of his godparents. Yeah. So crazy. Very crazy. I love that. I know. Like, it's just very interesting, very incestuous when you break it down. <laughs> For sure. Like, someone's got an extra toe. Something is happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, but it's just like, it's so, it was so interesting to me, all of like the controversy. And that's the thing. It's like, you can give me Bravo, you can give me fiction, mm-hmm. but like, the reality of these royal families and the deep-rooted, long history of drama, drama is just like, it will always continue to fascinate and blow my mind. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Are you ready to make it rain? Oh, let's get into this week's rant because I am so ready to make it rain. We came across this New York Times article and of course, on the sales of Harry's book and all the drama going on with the British monarchy, um, the New York Times was like, Brits, hold your beer. 
Mm-hmm. We want to talk about some other royals with some family drama. So they published an article which was basically echoing what we have been saying for a while, that there are so many more royal families with their own drama. Mm-hmm. And we talked about Denmark. Hello, Denmark, a few yeah. weeks back. <laughs> but um, let's make it rain on some of these other royal families and the dramas they got going on. So you want to talk about Norway? I sure I want to talk about Norway. I've never <laughs> wanted to talk about Norway more. I have been wanting to talk about Norway since week one. Same. I've you just know been, this. I've just been dying. You've been dying. We've been itching to talk about Norway. So first up, let's get into Norway. Um, so let me just break it down with some facts, okay? In 2019, Princess Martha Louise left her royal duties to focus on her holistic health endeavors with her sixth-generation American shaman fiancé, Durek Verrett. So there is some controversy surrounding her fiancé, who published a book in 2019 that basically said cancer was a choice. Um, no. No. That's not great. Uh, don't love no. that at all. That's that's really tough to to swallow because what yeah, the fuck are you talking about? I don't know how about? you bounce back from that, Derek. <laughs> yeah, it's really crazy. But in November of 2022, the king and queen of Norway, so her parents, um, decided that his daughter would not be representing the royal household in any form. So in 2019, she left her royal duties. But like now in November, like as of recently, Basically, they're like, you cannot perform any sort of royal duty. Uh, She will be keeping her title as princess per the king's request, but he's just made it abundantly clear that she will not be allowed to use her title in any sort of commercial form, like promoting any sort of like holistic health endeavor that she decides to go on. Um, He has said that he like likes her fiance. He thinks he's a quote unquote swell guy, but (laughs) this is his quote about him. He has a lot of humor and we laugh a lot, even in this difficult time. I think both we and he have gained a greater understanding of what this is about. And we agree to disagree, so to speak. So they fucking hate each other. Yeah. Yeah. Hate. That is like a very PR. Mm -hmm. We, you know, mutually decided to consciously uncouple. (laughs) Yeah, they are consciously uncoupled. So the shaman, just a little backstory, he has like celebrity ties to Gwyneth Paltrow sees him Nina Dobrev sees him James Vanderbeek um so you kind of get his vibe I mean he's a sixth generation shaman but I also just think like Norway takes their I mean their healthcare system very seriously Mm -hmm. so they can't have their princess running around saying like cancer is a choice and like spew like spouting all this like crazy nonsense you know Yes, of course. And then also, like, they, the couple, they've postponed their wedding plans because the shaman has severe kidney disease that's caused mm-hmm. him to go into cardiac arrest. Like, mm-hmm. again, what, what choice? Did you have a choice in that? Like, mm-hmm. and I'm not, I don't want to make it about that quote or anything, but it's just like, it's, it's an interesting sort of exchange, energy exchange here of Very. karma um, to know that that's, you know, postponing their nuptials and their celebration. But, I really found this fascinating because at first I was very much like, this is a brainwash wash situation. Like she's been mm-hmm. brainwashed. But I think that they are genuinely in love and obsessed with each other. And like nobody is going to convince her otherwise. And that's why her father, the king, was like, you will no longer be professionally associated with us, but you're my daughter and I love you. But this is not going to go down the way that it's this is no longer is. a working relationship yeah like, and what i appreciate about the norway you know the king king harold the norway, norway. <laughs> yeah the norway is that it's kind of like denmark where they acknowledged that like there was a separation they have acknowledged yeah. that they're different they've acknowledged that like we made this choice and we basically like kicked them out of the family in that regard. So I kind of respect like how upfront they are about it. No, I know. And I think it's like, you know, even as we saw in the Denmark example, we talked about a few weeks back, like it's interesting that it's been interesting to see, you know, how forward they are in their communications 
Whereas again, like I, I, I keep like referencing this, the book, but I think now I have like an inside baseball almost from Harry's perspective of like the Royal Road and how they traded stories and things like that, which feels very Hollywood to me, actually. And so I think it's interesting how in these other sort of like smaller countries that might not have as big of a lens on them across the mainstream media to see how they're just like very upfront. They're like, no, you know what? She'll keep her title as princess, but uh, she's not going to be, you know, doing any work for us and she's not using Mm -hmm. it in any commercial form like Harry talks about keeping the Duke of Sussex and the Duchess of Sussex titles, but like, I don't think Kim Charles would ever comment on that. Like, ever. and if he ever takes that away, like there, there's some bill that might be passed that he could have the power to take that away from them. But right now he doesn't like, I would be interested in how they would approach and comment on that because I don't know if they would in as many words as we've seen from Denmark and Norway. No, I, I just don't think like that's their... That's not how they were raised by the queen, you know? Yeah. Their vibe. All right. I want to talk about Thailand. So bad. Okay. Let's get into Thailand. Lex, when I was reading about this, I... Oh, when we got to the crop tops, I was... I was. Every word was just like, I gasped. Like, it was just like, it was just... But you'll talk about it. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk... (laughs) Can you even... I got to get my giggles out because I just yeah. remembered the poodle. Okay. Yeah. Foo-foo. All right. So we have King Maha Vahira Longkorn, okay? They were crowned King of Thailand in 2019. And let's say their reign has been controversial at best, all right? So this is the richest monarch in the world. He has taken control of a $43 billion fortune. And let's break down a bit of uh, what he's done with that fortune okay so he first of all very loose guy likes to have fun is what i'm gathering from this article he is like lucy okay so he's he's been seen out and about with his mistresses um he loves wearing his temporary belly tattoos which he shows off when he sports crop tops Mm -hmm. so you know fashion forward king we love to see it Um, Not only is he, you know, bopping out and about with these mistresses, but he's just casually been married four times. Again, something we would never see necessarily in the British royal family. Like, it's, I I keep referencing them because we've talked about them the most and I know about them the most. And it is this juxtaposition between the two families that I, or the two like monarchs that I'm just like, whew, I can't get enough. Like, I can't imagine yeah, you know Harry walking around with a crop top and temporary belly tattoos in a supermarket, right? With his mistress, with like, mistresses. Just, yeah, like that just like would never happen. It would never happen. You know what else would never happen? Which look, I'm going to preface this story by saying this is one outrageous story that you can call me crazy, you can call me nuts, but I back this wholeheartedly. Like, I would do this with Chaco in a second, okay? So when he was a prince, before he was the king, he had a poodle named Fufu, who he actually named, he gave a title to, it was the Air Chief Marshal. And when the poodle passed away, may they rest, he held a Buddhist funeral, which was four days of funeral rites um, for this dog's passing. So... I back that. I'm sorry. If if I'm I could do that lover. with Chaco, if I could give Chaco a title, a formal title, mm-hmm. if I could hold a four-day funeral for when my dog passes, like, I probably will for myself, but I get it. I get the dog love. I know you get this with Ruby. Of course. Of course. I mean, I, like, th- we're dog lovers. We're, we're dog lovers. lovers on this podcast. We... We stan the dogs, but um, to name your dog Fufu and then have them be the air chief marshal of Thailand is so fucking crazy. And you know what this reminded me of? Do you remember those old like E news, like Hollywood stories? Like, and uh-huh. it would be like you know, true Hollywood story. Yeah, but it would also, but they would do like segments on like crazy childhood names or tr- crazy baby names from like celebrities and it would be like pilot inspector or Brooklyn Mm -hmm. or something like this just reminded me of something that they would have on one of those shows because it's so fucking weird 
I will have to say he is a dictator and um, he has some questionable policies that he's enacted since becoming king. Um, It's not looking great, but I, for the sake of this podcast and for the sake of like having to have a little bit of a giggle, I mean, he's wearing crop tops and temporary belly tattoos. So let's talk about some of this dictatorship that he's implemented, which have also has also sparked protests throughout the country. Mm. Because uh, Vox article is reporting that he's gotten changes in the Constitution, giving him emergency powers and allowing him to exercise his authority even when he is out of the country, which, which is, is all the time, all of the time, all of the time. Yeah, he's so, always he lives in Germany. Yes. So it's interesting that, you know, he's just decided, like, I'm a $43 billion king. I'm not going to live in Thailand, but I'm going to hold all of the decision-making power, regardless of whether I'm there or not. Imagine your boss goes on vacation and is still trying to run the show. Like, that's what this reminded me of. Very separate, I know, but, like, in a real-world example for me. Yeah. And then can we talk about... The polygamy of it all. Yes, please. The Salt Lake City of it all? Yes, the Salt Lake City of it all. So this man is a polygamist king, and he named his mistress a noble royal consort, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. his second royal companion next to his fourth wife. So (laughs) this man, like, has no fucking, like, like, he just doesn't give a fuck. Like, he really doesn't. It's just kind of crazy that he did this because polygamy has been banned and outlawed in his country for over 100 years. And suddenly he's like, you know what? Let's do this. He has his fourth wife. He's got his girlfriend. He's got his temporary tats. Right. His um, $43 billion is crop Casually his $43 billion. Like, I don't know what this means for the future of Thailand because it just seems like a very, very different monarchy like whereas in Britain for example our natural touchstone on this podcast you're just like reference back to mm-hmm. the queen really or the king really has no like political power yeah I think that's that's like where I would love us to like double click to give a corporate world I'd yeah. love to double click on Thailand and really understand why like you know we talk so much about the separation of church and state when it comes to the monarch and certain political parties like in other countries, mm-hmm. but it really seems like the monarchy in Thailand is like the decision maker based on what, you know, this the, the articles that we've read. And I'm curious about that and how it impacts the government because that to me seems wild. It's crazy. I mean, the fact that he can like rule the country and make crazy ass decisions while he's in like Berlin is yeah. bananas. Oh my God. Do you know, I just realized this. So Berlin has like a very intense, you know, we've talked about this, I think, a very intense techno community. It has a lot of ties to Detroit. And there's like a lot of sex clubs in Berlin. So now I'm just thinking, no wonder. No wonder this man. No wonder he's planting his flag in fucking Berlin. He's shaking his ass all over the all it over that. It makes so town. much sense. He's going to like Bahrain, which is this club where you, there's literally a part where people there's a bridge where people will just golden shower down on you. It's like in the club. This is a true thing. He you could also Google the club sex club Kit Kat. There's there's a lot going on in Berlin. All right, let me tell you. I've never been to these places, but I've heard about them. Okay, I'm like you seem to know a lot. My about cousins this. live in Berlin. My cousin's oh, okay. Berlin. I was like, how do you know about these golden showers? Like, that feels like very insider information. Oh, God. Oh, Sorry. Geez. My heart was racing. I was <laughs> concerned. Um, so we talked about your faves, Norway. And now it's time to talk about my faves. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been dying to talk about Spain for since we started dying. this podcast. Like. I'm desperate to get a deep dive for you. I want to know everything about them. It's your time to shine. Like, I I can't wait to do that. I post them on my Instagram all the time. Like, I just love this family. Um, But let's let's get into Spain. So in 2014, King Juan Carlos abdicated the throne to basically make way for his son, Felipe VI. Um. 
so you're probably wondering like why did he abdicate because that's basically what everyone thought the queen was going to do with charles like she would eventually just like give him the throne basically but juan carlos has been living in self-imposed exile in abu dhabi because fraud investigators alleged that he had received a hundred million dollars from quote kickbacks in connection with a high-speed rail contract in saudi arabia I also just realized I got, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I just realized I got the um, King Constantine confused with the fraud stuff with uh, our boy Juan Carlos. But they're related. Like, they're related. Yes. Right. Because his older sister was married to Juan Carlos. (laughs) Right. Like, that makes sense. That's an easy thing to get confused. Okay. So carry Um, on. I apologize. (laughs) You're fine. So prosecutors have eventually dropped the case. And The king returned to Spain for the first time since 2020 and 2022. So I also just want to make it very clear that this king has also partaken in some really shady shit, including elephant hunting. I hate that. It's giving Scaparelli. (laughs) Um, Extramarital affairs, shady business dealings. But the shadiness runs in the family because the New York Times reported that Princess Christina, who is the daughter of Juan Carlos, and her husband, Inaki Ugandarin, the most white woman pronunciation of that name, who both stood trial for corporate fraud. So in 2017, her husband was sentenced to prison. She was found not guilty of fraud, but she was fined for her involvement in her husband's businesses and stripped of her title of the Duchess of Palma by her brother, King Felipe. King Felipe is not fucking playing around. No. Like, King Felipe he is has like, had it yeah, with his family. Exactly. And he's like, I stand for the sanctity of this monarch and I will not have it from any well, of you. Right, because they... King Juan Carlos was the first king. I believe he was crowned in 1974 because Spain was, I think, in a dictatorship of some sort. Mm. Um, The facts, again, on this podcast, we're fast and loose with them. Um, This is, again, not the BBC. Not the BBC. Not the BBC. Um, But so he's like having to rebuild the trust and like the public in the monarchy. Mm-hmm. And so, like, his sister's acting up. His dad is just running these streets. Like, it it's it's crazy. But the drama does not start there because my favorite, favorite royal. Favorite. Like, I think about her all the time. I think she's so fabulous. It's Queen Felipe's wife, Queen Letizia. There is some rumored tension between her and Queen Sophia, who is the sister of King Constantine, who just died. Yes. Right. So in older sister. So it kind of the rumors kind of started in 2018. There was some footage of Queen Sophia taking photos with her granddaughters and Queen Letizia was not having it. And she was stepping in front of photographers to block their view of her daughters because they were obviously minors. I believe they were like 10 and eight years old. Mm -hmm. And that same day, Queen Sophia was seen kissing the oldest daughter on the head. And then (laughs) Queen Letizia wiped it off. She was like, absolutely not. And then it gets juicier to me because according to people, Princess Marie Chantel of Greece, who is married to Queen Sophia's nephew, guys, pay attention. It's all kind of connected. Okay. Married to Queen Sophia's nephew, Crown Prince Pavlos defended Sophia and throwing a little shade at the situation. She said in her tweet, no grandmother deserves this type of treatment. Wow, she's shown her true colors. Just some good juicy drama, some good juicy family drama. This is all very dramatic, but also I'm trying to, you know that meme of Charlie Day trying to like, holding the cigarette, trying to map all this stuff? Yeah, that's me. I'm like, um, so Princess Marie Chantel of Greece, who is married to Queen Sophia's nephew, Crown Prince Pavlos, but Queen Sophia was married to... King Juan Constantine. Carlos. No, King's, Queen Sophia was oh, married. Oh, Queen Sophia was married to Juan Car- Like, I'm like. Yeah. Are they all related? Yes. <laughs> like, by blood? Yeah, the bloodlines are close. <laughs> so, did they marry within their bloodline? I'm trying to map this in my brain. No, like, it, it kind Queen of Sophia is married way. to Constantine. Princess Sophia of Greece, who is somehow related to Constantine and possibly Sophia. Mm-hmm. Um, is now married to Sophia's nephew. Like, are they marrying their, like, third cousin here? It appears kosher? to be just a square of, like, 
Okay. Bloodlines. I, I, I got to I got to back of the napkin that. But like, yeah, listen, we got to get our eyes this, on on that family tree. This family is so messy, like so messy. And the public mm-hmm. displays, the low key public displays of messiness, like wiping the kiss off of her head. I want to. I am desperate to be a fly on that palace wall more than I am for the British monarchy or anywhere else. Maybe not Thailand. I mean, Thailand, I'm kind of interested in. But like, (laughs) I want to be fly on the wall so badly. We have these two ladies in a room. Oh, I know you do. King, oh my God, what I would give. Because I feel like, I mean, the thing is, is Queen Letizia is like, very appears to be very down to earth i mean her daughter's dressed in like 30 dollars zara dresses like they're really like chill they appear to be like the people they're trying to come off like we're the people's princesses kings and queens like we're here for you like giving diana vibes um Mm -hmm. and i mean they have to do so much damage control because their parents like just and sister just fucked them and I can't imagine how difficult that probably is. So to her, for her to, I mean, can you imagine, like, just imagine, we're touching down on the British royal family again, to tie it all back, always. Mm-hmm. Um, can you imagine if, if, Prince, if Queen Consort Camilla kissed Archie on the head and Meghan wiped it off? Oh, my gosh. Like, people would fucking flip out. Flip I would flip out. Out. Yeah. Lose their goddamn minds. There would probably It'd need be to be some sort of like royal palace response. Being mm-hmm. like, Archie's allergic to the, I don't know. Perfume like, or lipstick. Petroleum in yeah. the lip jab. <laughs> I have another question, though, with this family, with the Spanish royals. So we have King Felipe, Queen Leticia, Queen Sophia. Queen Leticia is his wife, King Felipe's yes. wife. Yeah. So is Queen Sophia queen because she is a Greek queen? Or why are they both queen? That is a question I would love to have. She was the queen of Spain. And then, but like, how are there two queens? I think they just call her that, like, out of respect. Oh, it's not an official title. Yeah. I think she was a queen consort when she was uh, married to Juan Carlos. But um, yeah, now he's just, you know, self exiled. Okay. He's just chilling. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, whew, that was so fun that for me. So <laughs> you know, we had to get into the other royals. We had to. Was, I was it ready. It was bound to happen. And I know we referenced, like we, like you said, our, we always come back for comparison's sake to the British royals in that instance. But like, man, mm. it's so fun reading and talking about some of these other royal families. I, I really also want to get into the um, the royals in Monaco. Like, oh, real bad. desperately. Real bad. Real bad. And Sweden. Oh, I know. I'm like, I was like, just gonna start talking about it. We're just gonna like, like name it after. We're just gonna start naming countries. <laughs> like Miss Universe, France. Yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> okay. <sighs> it's time for our favorite game of mail or fail. Now, Sam, one of these headlines is a real headline from the Daily Mail or a similar publication, and the other has been completely made up by our producers. So will we spot the mail or will we fail? So option number one, don't bank on it. 40% of Brits report that they will not be observing the bank holiday during coronation festivities. Option number two, keeping up with the Sussexes? Netflix bosses push for Prince Harry and Meghan Markle to film at-home reality series. There is no fucking chance in hell that people are not going to participate in a bank holiday. Like, they're not going to work. Oh, see? I kind of think that one is real because I'm like, when I was like reading last night, a lot of people are not happy. Like, King Charles's public opinion rating is not high. It's low. So I thought maybe that one could be true. I mean, a bank holiday means they're taking the day off work, right? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, of course. Oh, so you're saying in that. nobody's going to give that up, no matter no what. one. So I think that's real, and I think option number two is fake, and you think the opposite. Yes. Okay. Well, let's see. Drum roll, please. 
<gasps> you were right. Really? Yeah. Keeping up with the Sussexes, Netflix bosses pushed for Prince Harry and Meghan Markle to film an at-home reality series after the success of his book Spare. So per the sun, so take this as you Great will. assault. <laughs> Executives have raised eyebrows about the volume of personal and family bombshells in Spare compared to the relatively tame recent docuseries about Harry and Meghan. Which is actually, I think, kind of true. Like, he mm-hmm. did drop some bombs that he kind of left out. But, I mean, he couldn't, you know, put it all in the documentary because then we wouldn't have read the book. Um, oh, for sure. But it has led bosses to up their interest in a fly-on-the-wall-style show filmed at the couple's $14 million mansion in Montecito. They scored great viewing figures and want a second bite of the pie. The gloves are off now for Harry and Megan and Netflix feels they are in the prime position for a second project. I mean, I want that immediately. I know. <laughs> like, they need to make that happen. And, like, this is where I get so conflicted because, you know, on the one hand, I'm, like, always saying, y'all need to stop talking about yourselves. You need to stop it. But then I think about it and I'm, like, they, you know, right after the docuseries, they put out that Live to Lead series, which mm-hmm. was about, like, leaders. And I think I've watched, like, two episodes. Now, mind you, if it was a show about them, like it was in the docuseries, we're eating it up as fast as possible. Eating it up. And so, like, like, yeah. Harry said in the book, too, like, that he he acknowledged, and I appreciated that he acknowledged in the book, he said he did the Oprah thing because he knew, like, he they needed money, and he knew that they would pay. Like, he kind of implied that he did it for the money pretty blatantly. And so I don't necessarily know if they would be above this. Mm-hmm. I think maybe I Megan so. could be. Depending on how they, they could do it in a tasteful way. Yeah, I think they won't talk about Megxit anymore. Mm-hmm. I, w- I think that they'll do it more of like, look at us and all we're doing with our businesses, like go behind the scenes like with that. Which is so I'm, Kardashian. Which is so Kardashian, but... I'm like ready. I'm like, fuck it. Like, why not just do that? Yeah. I, like, just lean in. Like, it's lean done. all the way in and just accept that, like, this is now kind of like what you're doing and people are into it. I mean, his book was the highest selling book. Mm-hmm. It, it was incredible. And people are watching the documentary. They're talking about them. Like, I, I can't, I can get enough of them talking about Megxit. Like, I'm really tired of it. Yeah, that I'm tired of. But like watching them as a couple, I can get more of. I love And we've only had a taste, right? Mm -hmm. We only had a taste. And then it was quickly soured, unfortunately, by a lot of the headlines from this book and Mm -hmm. opinion. But like I would so be down to get more of the two of them. For sure. sure. And like their kids, like maybe don't show their faces, but like just as like Megan as a mom and like Harry as a dad, like them kind of doing things together. And Archwell, BTS, Serena Williams. What are y'all doing at Archwell? What are they going to do? I'm so curious. What's going on over there? I mean, so the um, producer or like the Spotify exec that brought them over to Spotify in their exclusive deal. I can't remember if they were fired or they just left Spotify, but it's interesting. I read that they were fired. Yeah. Like, I'm curious if we're going to get Archwell season two. Well, I read that that woman was fired because, like, they just kind of expanded too quickly and, like, they weren't making money in the way that they wanted to. And that included the Kardashian podcast that Kim did. Um, I mean, they paid out super $60 million. (laughs) Like... I think right? that they were kind of like shilling out a lot of money for big names. And while people were listening, I don't think like they made that money back. Yeah. But what do I know? Very I know true. nothing. No, I I'm mean, I, I'm in that industry. I'm in the tech industry. It's definitely like in the last three years, a lot of these tech companies were a bit overzealous in their investments because they didn't necessarily anticipate that like the way user growth spiked during the pandemic, what sort of not rapid, but like what strong, like a, such a strong decline might come mm-hmm. on the other side of it. So yeah, to pay Alex Cooper like $60 million, like I'm curious to know what they've actually made in like ad rev sales as a result mm-hmm. of that. Um, and if the investment was worth it. Cause I mean, obviously she has a ton of viewership, but or listenership as well, but it's, it's interesting to think about. So to finish up, let's name our spotted dick for the episode. Who has been a real steamed pudding this week? Do you want to go first? 
Oh yeah, I can I can one and done it. It's, it's yeah, my boy King Maha Vakira Longcorn, <laughs> and like the crop I mean, top king, the crop tops, the crop top king, the belly tattoos, the polygamy, the dictatorship of it all. The only place that he you know tugged at my heartstrings was the poodle factor of it all. The but other than that, he's a hot mess, and uh, I feel for that country. <laughs> Yeah, I want to definitely keep an eye on what he's doing, though. Like, oh now that goodness. I know more about him, I'm definitely going to be setting Google alerts for the King of Thailand. I want to know. I need to know. I if he's to going know. to those raves, which he definitely is. Ugh. Oh, for sure. He's yeah. going to uh, Kit Kat. And yeah, he's going to Kit Kat. Bergdain. For sure. Bergdain. I can't remember. So, my spotted dick of the week mm-hmm. is the Queen of England. May she rest. Okay. So I know that she's dead, but she's not had a dick because allegedly she gave Prince Edward her blessing to use her royal highness titles in private capacity. Okay. So this is like you in her kidding? will. I am so sick of this man and the audacity. He is begging Prince Charles to allow him to use his title And Prince Charles is obviously saying absolutely not. But then we got Sarah Ferguson, who's trying to be like become really close with the queen consort to kind of like plant stuff in his ear. So really, yeah, I mean, that's just what I've been reading. It's all alleged, but it's just really disappointing. And, you know, he's clearly he a quote that I read is like Prince Edward or Prince Andrew does not understand like why he wouldn't be able to use his titles. I'm like, you really Come don't on. get it? How does he not understand? He's a big dummy. I don't know. <laughs> I hate him. And he's, I mean, he could be my spotted dick of the week every single week. I know. I know. This week it's the queen. And I'm sorry that I had to give it to a dead woman. But that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. I mean, this is just, again, this man, it's so evident that he was her favorite. And again, going back to the comment I made about King Charles not being able to take away um, Harry and Meghan's titles because he doesn't have that power, even as the queen has passed away. Mm-hmm. There is this bill, there's a conversation that's been going on, I think since December about a bill that could potentially pass that would give him that, that power to remove their titles. And I'm curious if he would remove Prince Edward's title or that blessing that she gave if he had the power to do it for Harry and Meghan. I mean, they didn't take away his security, so. That could be coming. Yeah. TBD. That could be coming, but TBD. TBD on that. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Crown Jewels. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Thursday, so be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss out on our next episode. Tell all of your royally obsessed friends and make sure you follow me at Lex Nico. And you can follow me at Bravo Historian. And until next time, may God save the bitch. Betches.